on this very special episode of ABB. We are joined by Tyler and Brendan from the Halfback Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. It's a crossover. We're going to do a quick three-round Dynasty rookie mock draft. Uh, after the draft, hit us up at anchor.fm slash alwaysbedrafting to let us know who you think won this draft. A B D. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Halfback Dynasty. My name is Brendan. We are joined today with two very special guests on top, of course, the legendary Gator Sense, Tyler Cox. We actually are going to be doing a mock draft with the fellas and always be drafting. We have the board set up. We've got Chris and Andy here live, ready to get wrecked in the mock draft. Fellas, how are we doing? I'm not ready to get wrecked. I'll tell you that. Good, good. Hey, you have to start it out with some trash talk. That's how we do it, baby. That's right. We're, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to go down that road for sure, man. You knew that was coming, but yeah, we're happy to be here, fellas. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having us. Perfect. Perfect. Before we begin, can you guys just give us a little bit of information about who you are, your podcast, what you do? For sure. So uh, Chris and I have been friends, best friends, say for, for, for a good long time, all the way back to high school kind of thing. And we've had a Sort of a, a, a half drunken ongoing conversation for all those all those years, but uh, you know this and that, this person versus that person, this idea versus that idea. What would win if this happened here? What would win if that happened there? We're also big um, fantasy football freaks. Uh, we started a dynasty league ourselves. Um, Chris started a, a redraft league that uh, all the homies from high school are in, going back about twelve years that we all love. Um, so our podcast then is based on, um, we call it always be drafting. And what we try to do is, is, is kind of set up a template. Um, sometimes it's based on super flex. Sometimes it's based on just a one quarterback league. Sometimes it's just based on something other than a fantasy football, um, breakdown. And, 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 and we go ahead and we draft, um, our own teams based on what the theme is. So the theme, our first theme was, uh, rap MCs. Um, our, our second, podcast was taco bell and and, and taco bell. Hey. so uh you know we're working working towards uh getting kind of the feel of fantasy football coupled with a lot of pop culture nonsense um you know and then and we like to just kind of call each other out we like to talk shit we like to to, to give it to each other as, as hard as we can uh based on our on our picks it's 100 percent a competition like i feel bad if i come out of it and i can't say that i definitively made better picks than him mm-hmm. i mean this is like i don't know decades of, of road trips and bar conversations so uh just just putting it on for uh, other people that i'm sure they do the same thing i mean who doesn't like picking stuff and drafting and, and evaluating and thinking you've made the better choice so mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. it's, it's quite entertaining fun. quite entertaining fantastic idea uh you know it seems like you just never know what we're going to get from the episode you guys release and i think that that mysterious factor is truly what's awesome. So really glad to have you guys here. Tyler, my man, how the heck you feeling? Feeling great, Brendan. It's a snowy uh, Monday night here in Denver. Uh, I just wanted to say to the fellas, uh, my wife is a diehard underground, all kinds of hip hop fans. So she loved that first episode. You know, it was really fun watching who she thought won. Uh, it certainly introduced me to Joey Badass. Good stuff. Oh, love him. Uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, him. I'm, I'm telling you, I, she gave Chris the nod. So, oh, yes. Yes. Wow. And then, uh, 
<laughs> that second episode, I, I think it was you, Andy, who said Taco Bell means a lot of different things to a lot of people. That was just <laughs> fantastic. It's a fun format. Uh, like I said, anybody can talk about fantasy. So uh, different formats, fun, guys. So good to have you. Mm -hmm. Good to be here. Awesome. I didn't know you guys are Joey Badass fans. I grew up listening to him. You know, he's only a couple years older than me. And that kid, man, just killed it. Putting out 1999 at the age of like 16. Woof. Legendary totally. stuff, man. Awesome. Totally, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have to ask, I mean, uh, since you guys all uh, reside in Colorado, I believe you do. Uh, Chris, I don't know where you reside. I assume Colorado since you're a Broncos fan. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So I have to imagine that you guys enjoy getting together on Sundays and just watching your team lose. Is that fun? Ooh. ooh from a <laughs> From a Bears fan, I'm not really sure that uh, I'm not sure how to take that shit. But like I said earlier, before we started this, we're the real orange and blue, and we're you know we're happy with that. We'll take that. We'll ride on that forever. Um, good, good. Yeah, if, if you guys could ever figure an offense out, not just go based on the defense, you might have something to say there. But we're we're, we're good with where we are. Hey, we, you we know what? Super Bowl victories, if you want. Hey, listen, it's all good. You know, we're invincible right now as Chicago Bears fans because we killed our draft. It doesn't matter if we mortgage the future. We are in the now. We are risking it all, just like we do here in fantasy football. You got to love it. Go Bears, baby. Yeah, you are in that type of the year in uh, regular NFL and in fantasy where, man, you, you think your team's just unstoppable, you know? Absolutely. Best time Absolutely. Until you lose, like, the first four straight games and then you're yeah. pissed off and you're never going to be a Bears fan again. <laughs> it wasn't this brendan let me just interject real quick wasn't it didn't i hear something about your mom wears shorts she's gonna yeah. wear shorts every day until until you guys win the win the title is that is that still ongoing is she still yeah shorts? yeah they're killing her every winter man the winters are getting longer colder the bears are getting worse wow. it seems so she is not going to wear jeans pants any wow. type of long leg wear until the bears win a super bowl so now she's just adapted and has decided that she needs to survive out in this type of environment and there's no turning back <laughs> awesome dude that's a that is dedication a, a hey, she's a legend hey she's actually gotten on the news multiple times in chicago and the people are like dude are you crazy it's like negative 10 degrees and she's like tell the bears to win <laughs> you gotta help out your mom man big time hey we're we're all rooting we're all rooting Cool. All right, fellas. So uh, let me know if you can see this all okay. You know, I was trying to mess around during that introduction, make sure we got the layout all right. So uh, how this mock draft will work is we each have a, a roster from a particular dynasty league. Uh, Tyler, Andy, and myself are from a roster from one league. And then Chris apparently has a ball and roster in another league, which I'm kind of excited to hear about. You always got to respect when somebody has a ball and roster. So I'm super pumped to hear that. But uh, we basically randomized the draft order. We will basically rotate every four picks. So you see Chris was selected to go first, and he already wanted to trade out of it. Um, oh, wait, was that you that wanted to trade out? Was that Andy? Somebody no, already wanted to trade. I'm done okay. to trade out. Okay, there you go. It's always good to trade back. Always good to trade back. So, all right, so basically we see Chris has the, the first pick, which would then mean it cycles back, and Chris has the fifth pick. So we're doing a three-round Rookie mock drafts. Um, again, we have our rosters set aside. Uh, fellas, I think a, a good idea right now would be to kind of showcase your roster. That way we can have an idea of your draft strategy here. So whoever would like to go first, you're up. Uh, I guess I'll jump in. Um, we're drafting obviously based on the uh, format above, which uh, might 
Uh, it's a little unfair to Chris just because his team isn't kind of built that way. But hey, if you got a balling roster, uh, I'm just going to highlight. <laughs> it doesn't matter then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to highlight my main pieces. Uh, currently in the offseason, my starting lineup would be Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Johnny Smith, uh, Chris Godwin, CD Lamb, or DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson. Uh, my bench is pretty much Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, Gabriel Davis, James Connor, uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> uh, still holding out hope for rugs. Um, David and Joku, Josh Reynolds. Uh, that's kind of my main build. I like it, man. You know what? I didn't think you were going to say Deshaun Watson. You had him there near the end of your bench. I didn't know if you were going to say him or not. So cool, man. Excellent. Yeah. I'm excited to see what your roster does this upcoming year. Uh, Andy or Chris, one of you guys want to go next? I'll throw I'll throw in my starters here. Um, I got a lot of depth too. Just, just throw that out there. But Lex, <laughs> uh, quarterback Dak Prescott, uh, running back Miles Sanders, wide receiver one Tyreek Hill, tight end uh, Kelsey, um, who I, I recently traded away from from Kittle. So I, I've been balling with my tight ends for a minute. Um, I got Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, and Amari Cooper. Um, so that's the end of my starters, aside from kicker and defense. But uh, also got Joe Mixon on my bench, uh, Gibson, um, Terry McLaren, uh, Chenault, and what? Uh, yeah, I know, right? What? <laughs> and some other, uh, some other. Junk, build, but, you know. Good build, man. Bro, that entire bench is all starters too. That's no, good. <laughs> Wow. Cool, man. Cool. Well, good luck to you this upcoming year. That's freaking awesome, man. Uh, Andy, what's up, my man? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and give you the lineup that I have in, in the league I have with Chris, too, and Attic. since the two of you, I'm in, in the other dynasty league with the two of you, and you know those rosters. So sure. what I have going in uh, our dynasty league, which is what we call Attic's, Attic's league, um, my starter at the moment for quarterback is, is Tua. I went young there. Um, then James Robinson. I've got A.J. Brown. I've got Darren Waller, uh, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift, and CeeDee Lamb. Round that out. Um, I've got Darnold. I've got Fitzpatrick. I'm weak at quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback is kind of where I'm looking to improve. We'll see what kind of step up Tua can make this year, if any. Um, I've got Curtis Samuel. I've got A.J. Dillon. I've got uh, Debo. I've got uh, Nikhil Harry. That's, that's, that's been tough. Bunch of young receivers I kind of picked up off waivers last year. Donovan Peoples-Jones, DeVernay, Colin Johnson, Quintez Cephas, Darnell Mooney. Um, and I've gotten Joku, Gerald Everett, um, and Dallas Goddard on, on my bench as tight end. So I've got some depth. I've got a lot of young people. I've traded some guys away to, to, to get some picks on some younger guys. I think sure. Colin Johnson makes a jump, man. I love that kid. He was fantastic at Texas. For sure. Awesome. For sure. Yeah, Grizz, I think, uh, I think Cephas actually makes a jump, too. Depending if, if Jared Goff can actually throw the ball, you know, even if Good. he's just as average as he was in, in Los Angeles. For sure. The new Robert Woods, man. The new Robert Woods. I love Cephas. I love the way he attacks the ball. We'll see with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown coming in there, but there's there's not a whole lot of uh, competition after those two. So it could be good. could be real sure. good. Absolutely. Yeah, so you mentioned that uh, your, your goal is to pick up a quarterback. So clearly you and I are going to be pretty competitive. Uh, in this draft because my quarterbacks are Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater, and Drew Locke. So I'm uh, heavily targeting Mr. <laughs> 101 
in this draft. Uh, but real quick, got some running backs of McCaffrey, Kamara, Sanders, wide receivers are Hopkins, Cortland Sutton. Uh, tight end, a little weak there, Mike Kosicki. And then some bench players, some noticeable ones, uh, Deontay Johnson, DJ Chark, Kenny Galladay. And that's really about it. I'm feeling a lot of pain right now. Uh, Chris, I'm not too sure if you're aware of this, but I made two trades, basically giving up two of the top five dynasty wide receivers. Gave up DK Metcalf, got in return Miles Sanders. Gave up uh, Justin Jefferson in return I got. This one hurts. This one hurts a little bit. I got Kenny Galladay, who was basically out the entire season. <laughs> Why did that happen? What, what was the scenario that made that seem reasonable? You know, so actually good. It's good that you asked. So uh, I, I adopted a team in, in their league and uh, first off, got very lucky. The team was very well built. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really decent. But uh, the way that I structure my teams is I go running back heavy. And the only two running backs were really Christian McCaffrey and like Mike Davis. That was really it. And then uh, relying on guys like Tevin Coleman or Raheem Mostert. So right off the bat, uh, you know, I was trying to sell off the hype of Justin Jefferson and Kenny Galladay has been a back end wide receiver one. So I said, why not? And uh, you know, it all worked out in the end, brought home the ship, but the outlook is looking quite a bit worse than I'm sure what it would have looked like if I would have just did for it. So yeah, that trade was like week two or three. It was super early. It was before Jefferson was Jefferson and I like to build my team around WRs. So I figured I'd hit them up. I like the young guys. Um, mm -hmm. Plus with Brendan taking over a team, uh, the guy that uh, he took it over from wasn't a big trader. So people hit Brendan pretty hard, you know, fresh meat like you know we have a chance to maybe get some guys that you couldn't get years past so take advantage yeah. of the new guy it's all good yeah. hey listen man if you're in a dynasty league you gotta be trade heavy i think that just makes the league so much more fun so i don't know it does it does we uh we have kind of trade issues in our in our other league and addicts chris and i do just because a lot of the at least half the league doesn't really they kind of shy away from trades right they're, they're more used to the redraft thing so chris and i are always willing always talking always pushing it as we think you should be, as, as, as you guys are saying, but uh, that can be hard, man. That can be real hard. And you can't force somebody to do it, right? You can't mm -hmm. force the league yeah. to do it. You're going you're gonna to lose membership. And so like, yeah. uh, like one, two, three. Yeah. But don't realize because, I mean, these, a lot of the teams in our league are not contenders. I mean, like, that's how it is always, but like, they're going to have to pull the trigger on some of these trades. Yeah. They need to, they need to trade off, trade off the big guys they have and get some, you know, get some, some picks really, but uh, some haven't, haven't figured that out. Our, our league is a little bit younger than yours. It's, I don't know what, four years in now, Chris, fourth, fourth year on the, on the dynasty. So. That's it's, still it's, really good though. That's really, yeah. most leagues fold before three years, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, as you guys know too, it's just, it's a higher learning curve for dynasty. So it takes a little while, but Brendan, I thought you handled yourself well when you came in the league, dude, we were, we were all kind of trying to get at you, man, vultures and sharks, man. And uh, you know, you handled yourself well. You did. And Galladay, fuck, man. Galladay's great. And he, he has a chance to come back with, with the situation he's in. Yeah. All the other things they have, he, he could be, he could light it up. He could light it up in New York. Yeah, I don't I told, mind it. I told Brennan that trade's all about this year. I'm, I'm really interested to see where Justin Jefferson uh, finishes versus Galladay. I mean, Paul Galladay, uh, it's pretty unfair that he was out all year. You know, who knows where they would have been. Because, yeah, the trade looks really bad right now, but two years ago, <laughs> Uh, Galladay was WR6 overall, you know? Yeah, no, that's Dynasty. That's Dynasty. You have, to, you have to be willing to have some patience, right? You have to 
force yourself to, to, to see it through. So, I mean, I'm still glad I'm on the other side of that deal. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. while, we're, while we're on the subject, everybody's got so much love for Justin Jefferson and I do too. So in that, in that draft year, when it went, I was choosing between DeAndre Swift and Justin Jefferson and that in Tyler and Brennan's league. And I needed running backs and I love Swift. So I went Swift. I didn't think he was going to be there. And if, if he wasn't there, I would have taken Justin Jefferson there just because I love Jefferson too. The, the rookie year that he had, which was ridiculous all time. Do you guys think, I mean, what, what's, what's going to happen next year? Is it, is he going to really build on that? Is it going to get better? I mean, that's, that's a, that's a tough act to follow potentially, you know, I mean, the expectation is so high now. Sure. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that's where it comes down to philosophy, Grizz. Um, I know a lot of people in Dynasty are so driven by selling at the top point. And no, I don't think you can really follow that up with a better season. So I can see the argument that Justin Jefferson, from a value standpoint, has probably peaked. But I mean, you know me probably better as an owner than anybody. I, that's just not how I uh carry my team you know i haven't even considered trading jefferson so um but no i don't know how you follow that up (laughs) yeah you have to realize though in in the 2020 draft i mean it was obviously running back heavy and wide receiver heavy which we're seeing now Uh, a ton of people actually had jalen rager ranked really high up there even ahead of jefferson so the people who who took Jefferson ahead of Rager made the right call, but I still think you possibly made the right call with Swift. I mean, there's really no way to know yet. And to me with how scarce running backs can be, I'll honestly take a Deandre Swift, assuming, you know, in the second year will be decent top 15 finish. Uh, I would probably take him over Jefferson, but what I've learned in this league is it's all about the young wide receivers, which clearly I don't have anymore. Cause I also traded Tyler DJ Moore. So whatever. <laughs> It is what it is at this point. <laughs> I got to uh, I got to follow up on that question for all you guys. I mean, I know it's uh, college versus the NFL, but based on what Justin Jefferson showed, Chase was the alpha over him in college. What do you guys expect from Chase? I mean, to expect a better season, I think, is uh, pretty risky. But Chris, what do you think? What do you expect from Chase, man? I would say Chase is set to succeed, man. I think the offense overall is looking pretty strong right now. Um, Justin Jefferson was a surprise in a lot of ways because Minnesota was a little bit surprising to me. You know, I I have respect for Kirk Cousins, but um, like if I was going to build a team, I'm going to get Burrow, you know? So uh, Jamar, he could only disappoint at this point, you know? Right. Um, I think that's probably going to be what a lot of people feel unless he surpasses Justin Jefferson, but um, if he just has a straight up like decent rookie season, I think uh, that's all you can expect. Um, the, like with that question before, I would definitely take DeAndre Swift over Justin Jefferson, even in hindsight, because uh, those running backs are just harder to get. You know, like you can find another receiver, or um, you know, use your management to play different receivers at different times and get that production that you're going to get from Justin Jefferson. Um, but you know, those running backs are ir- irreplaceable. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love Jamar chase. I absolutely love Jamar chase. He's, he's one of my favorite players in the class. I've been excited for him for a couple of years. I mean, that being said, you know, that, that sophomore year he had where he just absolutely killed it with Burrow and LSU. I mean, that's, again, that's, that's hard to exceed. I mean, and, and the fact that he sat out, which I think was a really good call on his part, um, you know, makes it even harder to judge what's going to happen going forward. But the fact that they spent, you know, since he spent the number five pick on him and he's reunited with Burrow, 
across from T Higgins. I mean, I, I feel like he's going to do well. I feel like there's no reason why he shouldn't do well unless he's injured or something like that. But as Chris said, uh, you know, I'm not going to expect the moon on something like that first year. And then I think he can build on that going forward. We'll just hope that uh, Joe Burrow doesn't get killed out there since they passed on, you know, Sewell and, and any number of other people at five, but uh, I'd love to see Chase do well. Would love to see him do well and continue. Do you think that was a mistake though? Sorry to cut you off, Tyler. I, I think it was a mistake to draft Jamar Chase at five overall. I really do. We'll they should have went Panay Sewell. They should have protected Joe Burrow at all costs, no matter what. Yeah. So they obviously felt the disparity between Jamar Chase and the rest of the receivers in the group was a lot bigger than Panay Sewell and the rest of the linemen of that class, too. That's why they obviously made the call. So they obviously see sure. something that will ignite the offense even further. So. They do. They do. And hopefully that's the case. You also don't know how much Joe Burrow was in the ear of, 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 of the front office. And maybe he was, you know, asking them, not demanding, but asking of them that they, they, they get Jamar Chase, if at all. I, I thought about that. And, and this is, this is kind of what I took away from that. I, I was thinking about that and I, that's what I thought originally, but I actually am starting to feel that the front office didn't talk to Burrow at all. Here's why. If the Green Bay Packers don't talk to a Hall of Fame quarterback about who they should draft, I don't think the Bengals would a rookie quarterback coming into his second year, unless they respect the, you know, unless since he respects Joe Burrow a lot more than Green Bay respects Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know. I mean, I can guarantee you Joe Burrow would say, go get my boy Jamar Chase if they did talk to him. I bet sure. you they would, no doubt. So kind of interesting. Yeah. I was actually just listening to uh, the radio. Um, about when in, I think it was 2005, they took Aaron Rodgers with uh, Brett Favre still on the team. And now like that situation has just happened again to Aaron Rodgers, the incumbent this time, you know? So front office and that kind of politics, I don't even get into as like a fantasy player. I'm just like, okay, that's where you are. And I'm gonna evaluate after that. Yeah, I think that's a good call, Chris, uh, from the fantasy standpoint. I, I read a lot of people, a lot of forums. Uh, people are just terrified about T. Higgins now. You know, I personally think Chase and Higgins complement each other. There's no reason you can't support two uh, solid WRs anymore. Everybody throws for 4,000-plus yards, and, you know, that's a lot of yards to go around. So I think that's a good call. So not, not talking about politics and whatnot, you know, saying it doesn't affect your – your, I guess, your idea of players. What do major rumors such as Aaron Rodgers going to Denver, does that affect how you view guys like Jerry Judy or is it all just talk until it actually happens? Oh, he's going to have 2,500 yards, man. <laughs> hey. Don't, Don't let Tyler speak on it. No, man, it's all just rumor until it happens. You can't, you can't build a fantasy team based on something like that. You, yeah, you so, I mean, but if, if talks are obviously happening, you know, I, I've been trying to sell off Robert Tunyon in a tight end premium league just because, mm -hmm. one, he had such a great year, but, two, I don't think he'll repeat it regardless. But, three, if Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay, I don't think Robert Tunyon is even a top 15 tight end option. So, you could capitalize on a high like that based on this, this idea, at least sure. as a seller. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, let, let's take a quick vote. Uh, I'm kind of curious, obviously, because I don't talk to too many Denver fans, except when I'm talking to you guys. Let's take a vote. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the Broncos? June, well, June 1st or whenever. Honest thoughts. Oh, I'll say uh, maybe not June 1st, maybe uh, June 1st, 2022. But I think like... <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, I'm going to gamble on it. Like, I, I, I see the value in all those guys, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, no offense, 
Um, Stocks would go up, baby. It's going to go up, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we don't get them this year, like people are going to bank on that next year. Um, so yeah, I've, I vote. Yeah. We're probably going to get Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, once, once Tom Brady went to the Bucks, and once Peyton Manning went to Denver the first time, the idea of like stacking your team with the hopes of getting a veteran, I think that's going to be something that, uh, you know, the copycat league, uh, copies, right. So, uh, I feel like we're going to get Aaron. We're going to get him. Sure. I'm going to second that. I'm, I'm going to say yes too, but I'm, you got to take it with a huge grain of salt here. Right. Cause I just, Really don't want to see a long-term future with Drew Lock and Teddy and Teddy Bridgewater. You know, <laughs> that would so be bad. We got to do it. And Elway's still kind of pulling the strings of the as the GM, even though he's not. And that's been his, you know, that was his template back in the day, right? That's 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 kind of what saved his career as a GM was to get Peyton Manning when nobody thought that could happen. Win a Super Bowl, you know, you get another whatever five, six year tenure as 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 the guy calling the shots. So please let us get Aaron Rodgers and sure. move on from some Drew Locke bullshit. So yeah, I think we will, but that it's more hopeful than I think it is, you know, practical. Sure. Tyler. Uh, I think, I think we'll get them too. Uh, I, you know, the Peyton Manning changed everything. I, I remember the day that news broke. It was just like, seriously, we landed Peyton Manning, you know? So yeah, I think anything's possible. There's a, obviously a big poll with uh, Elway and uh, who doesn't want to live in Denver, man. Plus his wife is soon to be wife's from Boulder. Come on, man. It's a done deal. <laughs> nice, nice. You guys would be doing me a real solid getting them out of the NFC North. So we'll <laughs> gladly accept a, a Hall of Fame departure at the quarterback position. So you'd, cool. have, uh, you'd have Rodgers and Mahomes, man. How crazy would that be? Yeah, that would be epic. So, I, I mean, obviously rumors are, are circulating, but it seems like there's more and more articles. It just keeps picking up, picking up. And obviously we won't know till it happens. It could all be smoke. But the you know, last thing I'll say on this is uh, – Denver would have to give up a whole lot of pieces to land Aaron Rodgers in a trade. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Cool. Well, all right, fellas, are, are we all set? Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we hit the rookie drafts? I mean, I know a lot's been going on uh, post NFL draft. So. Right. Um, do you guys want to talk about the NFL draft at all? Surprises, you know, impact on fantasy guys at all and, and anything that's on your mind as far as landing spots. I mean, we talked about chase at five. Mm -hmm. And how odd potentially that was. What what are some others you guys saw that stood out to you? Uh, I got it. Justin Fields to the Bears. Sorry, Tyler. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, we keep we talk about it every episode. I, I gotta get your guys' take. Kyle Pitts, like the I've seen him go at the one one in non-tight end premiums. He just <laughs> went four in the NFL. Like, are we the only two that think that's absolutely insane? Like <laughs> no. No, I've, I've been on pits right. for a couple of years. Tyler, you know this. I've been yeah. on pits for a while and I, you know, I love the, <laughs> love the athleticism, but translating from college or anything else into the, into the pros as a tight end is, is a, is a very hard proposition at best. Um, and there's, that's, that's nothing you can really scout. Um, you know, and in the last couple of months, uh, the, 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 the smoke, so to speak, the hype picked up in a way that just is kind of, it was like, you know, watching these some of these 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 pop stars when they make why the fuck did that happen, right? Like, why did Katy Perry become such such a big thing where I can't even like watch a commercial without hearing this song? That, you know, whatever. Some people get chosen and it just works out for them. It all just kind of hits the way it hits and it works out. I feel like that's how it is with Kyle Pitts. Not to say that he is undeserving athletically, sure. uh, but I feel like Atlanta got caught up in that in that hype. As, as well as everybody else. I, I was expecting them to, you know, I don't know, maybe take a Justin Fields there themselves. We all know that, you know, ownership there loves Matty Ice, but 
you're not winning the championship with that fool. It was, it was proven when they should have anyway, a couple of years ago. And then they, you know, they didn't. So pits pits at four there. I didn't really make sense to me at all, but it made sense in, 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 in the, in the way that the hype had manufactured this run up until the, to that point in the NFL draft. I, I wasn't surprised to see it, but I don't agree with it. Hey, real quick. I, I gotta, I gotta say, I don't think I've ever heard somebody compare Kyle Pitts to Katy Perry. I love it. I freaking love it, man. <laughs> nice. Chris, nice. what are your thoughts on him? Um, you know, I'm not surprised. I don't know how much front offices are swayed by a hype, but um, I don't know. We've talked to like we've we said like there's a lot of smoke, you know. But I, I'm I tend to believe where, where there's smoke, there's fire, like that. See what I did there? Um, <laughs> I mean, like he, he's probably a, he's a monster, dude. I mean, like I wouldn't not want him on my team. I don't know if I would have taken him in the first round for my franchise, but. Um, Shit, I think they know something we don't know. Um, so I'm not going to second guess it. I'm just going to draft him. I'm a, I'm a tight end drafter. You know, I, I, I like to um, get those guys because like, yeah, like some dude is going to come out of obscurity every year and be a great tight end. But um, once you have one of those guys, it's such an advantage. Sure. Sir. Chris is taking pits at 101 here. Put it down. It's 101. It's 101. I'd like to, can I just interject real quick too? So the instead of like the, just saying where there's smoke is fire, especially where Kyle Pitts is concerned, let's say this. Let's say where there's whores, there's VD. <laughs> All right. Always comes well, there back. You there you go. The thing that I thought was super <laughs> weird, obviously Atlanta has a ton of holes. Um, I, I don't understand the thought process of shopping now Julio Jones. Like you took Pitts, you might as well have the most loaded offense you possibly can. And obviously Julio Jones is a big part of that with Calvin Ridley. I mean, we talked about Chase, um, Jalen Waddell. I mean, there's all these guys that went to – everybody just seems – Chris said a copycat league. Everybody's trying to be the next KC. They're just littered with offensive talent. And uh, it certainly seems like uh, it's getting more and more like a Madden draft. I mean, this draft was insane with it the was. lack of tackles, edge rushers, and all that that went in the first round. It was just wild. It was. I mean, the scary thing, too, about somebody like Pitts, you can legitimately put him out wide, one-on-one -on -one coverage against a quarterback, cornerback, and he's going to beat the cornerback. You know, I mean, people it, think that, yeah. You know, it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of scary and unfair that way. So I get it. I get it. But, you know. I don't think he was as significant of a talent as a couple of those quarterbacks who were still there. Uh, they should have reset the clock, in my opinion. But, hey, you know what? Somebody was going to draft Pitts early. I'm convinced that if Atlanta didn't do it, Cincinnati was going to highly consider it. So it's interesting to see how it laid out. Uh, a lot of the mock drafts were pretty accurate, actually, amongst those first couple picks. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah. it's, let's see how it plays out. I mean, uh, you know, he has a chance to – he's in a good spot. Uh, Matt Ryan has historically uh, fed tight ends. I mean, he made uh, Austin Hooper look like a top three tight end for a year. So – you never know what's going to happen. I'm going to stay away from him unless he's in the first uh, late first round uh, or it's a tight end premium league. So that's just me. I'm going to try to buy him off people like Chris after his first year when he doesn't succeed as much as people think, or even that second year, baby, pay up a nice second round pick. <laughs> you, you can ask Griswold how littered my, uh, my bench is with tight ends, man. I'm patient. Good, <laughs> good. You have to be, if you're going to draft Pates, you got to wait uh, Tyler's famous rookie wait time of three years. You're not yeah, going to yeah, wait he, three years. It's not worth it. 
And how many times have I not followed that? Tyler himself doesn't adhere to that rule. He just puts it out there for everybody else. You got to listen to what I spit out, not what I do, you know? Yeah, he's speaking on what should be correct, but he doesn't do it. So it's all good. At least you're acting in the best interest of the listeners, Tyler. We respect that. So, yeah, honestly, uh, moving on in the draft real quick, uh, I was pleasantly unsurprised that the Patriots were able to draft their quarterback without moving up. Another genius move by Bill Belichick in the front office. I mean, they obviously played that really well. A lot of people thought they were going to move up. Uh, Najee Harris to the Steelers. I think it's a good landing spot because there's no competition, but you know, no offensive lineman either. So he's going to get fed the ball regardless. It's just, will he be able to make something out of those touches? I don't know, but he's still my one-on-one overall, baby. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think ATN landed in an interesting spot. Um, You know, I would, I could see him going above Harris in fantasy drafts if you're worried about the line and then to double back Brendan, you'll get no Patriots love from, uh, from these guys i can guarantee you that hey i don't think anyone likes the patriots except the people up there in the northeast so <laughs> let me rephrase that nobody likes brady nobody likes tom brady because he's so good speaking of james robinson man i mean how hard is that for him right like i picked him up off waivers in both our dynasty leagues last year i still have him in in in, in addicts and then i've also got melvin gordon who i you know i'm not huge on but i thought this year would be his last year to kind of kill it you know Travis Etienne and Javante Williams later, I'm just kind of like, fuck, in that league, I uh, I need some running backs now, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think Gordon will be okay this year. Yeah, I think Gordon contributes pretty well, actually, Grizz. Uh, Robinson, I still think, gets touches, but, uh, I mean, you got an undrafted stock versus a first-rounder. Yeah, Etienne's going to get a lot of touches. Hey, let's not forget that James Robinson came out of the greatest school of the Midwest, Illinois State University, <laughs> same school I graduated from. Put some respect on it. Boom. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that too. Yeah, well, what do you what do you do with a running back like James Robinson here? Obviously, his value tanked. People were giving up mid first round picks pre draft. Now, you what hold. do you do? Yeah, you hold. You hold for the best. Yeah, gotta hold now. Gotta hold now and see. I don't. I don't think you get any kind of value um, at this point. You could have a cascading uh, couple of deals around James Robinson. Uh, obviously, as a contender last year, I gave Grizz my. F- what my first and Christian Kirk, I believe, um, which obviously the first ended up mid. This was when Robinson was what RB three, uh, which I then flipped for. I uh, needed a quarterback pretty badly, so Drew Locke and needed a tight end badly, Johnu Smith. So yeah, you traded him quickly, dude. You moved, you, you held on to him for a week, and then you traded him to Joel. <laughs> it's just unbelievable the lack of value in our league. I mean, Grizz, you know that better than anybody. It's just. Yeah. It's so hard to trade in our league. And, I, you know, I've always liked John U. Smith. I thought maybe he was the next guy. But, you know, that's two really bad trades surrounding James Robinson. So, buyer beware on uh, early successful backs. Not that he wasn't a top 10 all year, but that's a bad trade. Is uh, John U. with the Patriots now? Mm-hmm. He is. I, I still feel like that might pan out. It might. I like it. I like it if Cam Newton's the quarterback because he can't throw the ball 10 yards downfield. <laughs> so sure. it'll be good for while sure. they're developing Mac Jones. The Patriots will for sure develop Mac Jones well. And uh, I think that gives Cam Newton a, a prove it year, see if he'll get a yeah. job anywhere else. But I think he's kind of like a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick now. I think he's going to be bouncing around from team to team, just trying to stay on the field. So it'll be. 
Could be. I mean, I, I, I see Mac Jones as like the next uh, Matt Castle, right? I mean, talk about like mostly immobile, stand-in-the-pocket quarterbacks. Yep. Obviously, the Patriots know better than anybody how to develop those. Tom Brady, Matt Castle, now Mac Jones. I mean, I think that was a that was like you said, a, a pretty genius move by Belichick, who I will give it to. Fuck New England and Brady, but Belichick, you got <laughs> give it to Belichick, man. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Cool, man. All right. Yeah. So if you guys are all set, I mean, I know there were some later uh, round picks. Uh, I know a couple wide receivers went. Uh, but if you guys are all set, I'm I'm ready to hop in if you guys are to this mock draft. Let's do it. Do it. Do it, man. The cool. only thing that surprised me late was how far St. Brown fell. I thought he'd be a second round wideout. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, don't I think like him. Really helped him out much there, you know? We know who Tyler's reaching for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's he talk is. a little bit more, Tyler. Pretty I'll fast. be reaching all night. Spell some more of those secrets. Show me some tells. All right. So what I'm thinking is I, I don't think we'll need a clock, but if it starts getting out of hand, I, I'm proposing we maybe keep it to 60 seconds if needed. Um, I am excited to kind of find out your, your guys' secrets and your draft trends. Uh, I'm a little upset that you're going to find out mine. So it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, obviously, we're going to be drafting based on the rosters that we just presented uh, before that draft recap. So rankings don't necessarily matter here because you want to draft either best player available or you want to draft to fill out your roster uh, appropriately. So like we said earlier, uh, we cycle every four picks. So Chris, for example, has pick one, then he'll pick again, pick five. We'll type in the draft picks live and just go from there. Uh, any questions, fellas? Are we all set? All set. Go. go. All right. Chris, you're officially on the clock. With the first pick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I'm taking ETN, man. Uh, nice. I feel like this is why I don't like first picks um, because it's like I'm not going to reach. I'm not going to get my guy. I'm going to take the most likely sure thing. Um, I'm taking ETN over Harris um, because I just don't like where Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's at right now. Um, ben Roethlisberger mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he's going to last much longer. Um, and I think, uh, just having him in the, uh, the Jags offense, uh, he'll, he'll do something. Um, obviously he decreased the value of James Robinson, but even if they're like a duo, I feel like he's going to still supersede Robinson in the long run. Um, and he'll have value whether he stays on my roster or I trade him. Sure. Sure. Interesting pick. Uh, I, I could see Travis Etienne having a, a better long-term career. I guess, in a sense, than Najee Harris. So uh, I like that pick, man. Uh, it's definitely a little more non-traditional from things I've seen. So uh, good for you for, for grabbing your guy there. Uh, if I'm up next, this is where I'm torn. Uh, Najee Harris is my 101, but obviously with this roster build, uh, I definitely don't think I should take him since I have McCaffrey, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Miles Sanders. So if there was no running back scarcity, Jamar Chase is my – no doubt, 101. So I'm actually going to take Jamar Chase here over Najee Harris, believe it or not, with the second overall pick of the 2021 mock draft. Mock draft. I like it. I like it, man. I, uh, I had a feeling that's where you were going. I wasn't thinking ETN at one, but Jamar Chase at two. Is, you know, I know that Brandon's a fan, or Brandon, sorry, is a fan. I, I remember listening to you guys, you and you and Tyler talk about uh, talk about Jamar's. You ran that down a couple, couple episodes back, so – Good one, man. Yeah, he's going to kill it, man. He's going to kill yeah. it, I hope. Love some Jamar. Tyler, yeah, you're up. 
I like those first two picks, Chris. I, I'm with you. I I can truly see here um, ATN over uh, Najee Harris at the one one. I just think he's in a better spot. Um, I'm kind of the opposite. I like to get my guys. Um, I don't really. I build around WRs. I, I rent running backs where I can. Um, hence the Aaron Jones and uh, Joe Mixon and Connor. Um, it's probably not traditional, but uh, Devonta Smith is definitely where I would go. I love his skill set. Um, I think he's going to be a great player. I think his size is a concern, but um, he reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown, who was also not a very big guy. So I would go Smith here, no question. Sure. Nice. It's a good pick. Uh, I was surprised. When... Back, I was going to pick him. Nice, nice. That would have been a decent pickup. Uh, I was surprised when Miami took Waddle over Smith. I thought Smith was going to go before him. But uh, we'll see how it pans out. It's a good pick. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Tyler, I had a feeling there too, man. That's 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 your man. That's yep. your guy right there. Uh, um, if Chase right. dropped, that would have been tough, you know. <laughs> True. Yeah, so, it wasn't going to happen. At, at, at the four here, um, I wasn't expecting Chris to take ETN. I was thinking – I got Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith right with you two. I thought Chris was going to take Harris. One, I was then going to take ETN at four. And I, I'm like Tyler. I like to get my guys um, for the most part. You also just kind of have to stay stay dynamic with the draft. And as it comes to you, you have to kind of respond to it. So I'm I'm massively in need of running backs, especially in this, in this league that we referenced. Um, I'm going Najee Harris here. Um, I didn't think he would fall there. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, dude, the, at the 1-4, I'd love that. Um, the O-line is definitely a concern. They lost a couple other starters this offseason um, as well. So who the hell knows? But, I mean, when you comp Najee Harris, it's sort of like, uh, you know, a mix between Derrick Henry and Matt Forte, and I'm good with that all the time. Um, you know, and like I, like I previously referenced, having James Robinson and Melvin Gordon as, as kind of two stalwart stud starters, um, I'm going to need some help based on, on, on how the NFL draft actually went here. So Najee is great for me there. I love it. Great. Value. I think it's a no, yeah. No brainer pick all day, every day. Uh, if I had the opportunity, you know, I traded up to get the one Oh one and the one Oh two in multiple leagues. Uh, if I had the opportunity to only trade up to the one Oh four to get Najee Harris, I would be saving about an extra first round pick on average. So that's a killer pick right there, and that's unbelievable value. So, good one. Chris, For sure. you're up, my man. Yep. Well, this draft has not gone at all like I thought. I thought I was going to have a chance at one of those receivers. Um, and uh, based on my, my earlier build, I've got some older dudes like Amari Cooper that are kind of aging out. Um, but I, I got some young guys I think I can still roll with. Um, so, I'm, I'm a little torn. I'm going to go, uh, as you see, the, the Broncos background um i'm gonna yeah. take williams i'm gonna take williams uh javante hey I, I feel like we're getting rogers he's a steal hey um, we don't get rogers uh melvin gordon with his dui and uh, <laughs> he's, got, he's not long for for denver regardless um yeah i'm happy with uh two really strong running backs absolutely yeah, yeah. That's that's a pick that value wise will go through the roof, even if it's next off season, because uh, I'm with you, Gordon will be done or gone or just not a good running back anymore. And he'll be, he'll be a super hot name in the off season, even if it's a year out. Devontae's great too. I, I honestly sort of hot take here. I feel like down the road, he ends up being the most successful running back out of his class. Mm-hmm. He's a very traditional style running back. He'll, he'll run up the middle, uh, you know, read the, read the blocks and, 
little different than what you have all these, you know, shifty pass catching sure. backs that, that the NFL breeds now. So I, I mean, think he's he going to be good. He came into college as a linebacker, you know, he, he was a linebacker. So that's how he runs, man. I mean, he like, he looks for the contact. He's like old Walter Payton that way. I mean, it's just, it's dope. It's good to watch. North and that South, baby. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that Javante fell to me at pick six. So uh, throwing a little curveball for me. Uh, this is where it gets difficult. So my thought process here is uh, clearly, Grizz, I know you're looking for a quarterback here. And I think taking Trevor Lawrence at the 108 is probably about where he would go. So just to give you a little bit of some insight of what I'm thinking is, do I grab Jalen Waddle here? and expand my wide receiver court, or do I shore up my quarterback problem? And knowing that you need a quarterback too, I don't think I'm going to risk it. I'm actually going to take Trevor Lawrence a whole lot earlier than I thought I would, and I'm going to pick him at the 106. Goes against my philosophy, but got to do it. Sometimes strategy comes into play, man. I mean, it's good to, to you know, to look at the rest of the rest of the league mates and, and know what they're doing. That gives you a, a decided advantage if you can, you know, consistently see what they're going to do and, and, and call it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And plus everybody hoards their quarterback. So I've tried to, I try to, to give up the, the 112 for a couple and it's not happening. Overpaid to move up from the 112 to the 110 in the actual draft. So if uh, Lawrence doesn't fall to me there, I'm going to feel pretty burned. Not going to lie. Oh, well, though, you got to risk it for the biscuit, baby. That's it. That's it. It's a nice biscuit. There you go. Tyler, <laughs> my man. Uh, this is the first time ever in a one QB league. I truly have no issue whatsoever drafting Lawrence in the middle of the first. Uh, if your quarterback touchdowns are worth six passing, I don't see a problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man Grizz drafted in our league the earliest QB in a draft rookie. Um, he took uh, Kyler Murray at the 112, and that pick is – paid through and through so i don't see any issue with that i know that's unpopular opinion on a lot of forums and things like that but if your qb touchdowns are worth six uh they're a total difference maker so Mm -hmm. uh, i think you all know where i'm going jalen waddle would be my pick here very easily um and not 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 to spoil the fun here but man the uh i don't know if i'm on an island here but god the depth in this class is atrocious Mm-hmm. really not good mm-hmm. i agree yeah i agree and i gotta tell you if this was a, a real draft i would have probably considered taking Jalen waddle and, and hold them hostage make you overpay you know give me like give me like chris godwin and aaron jones for that pick but i'll focus on my team today there you go no it's uh, once you get past that first tier of guys the first six or seven it definitely it it, it drops off pretty remarkably um, I mean, it is doubtful, but it, it drops off <laughs> talent-wise. All right, so Trevor Lawrence was taken from me. I do need quarterbacks. I'm not going to do that just yet because I feel like I know how the rest of these picks are going to go in between. Kyle Pitts is my guy. I'm going to take him right here. We were talking about him. I talked a lot of shit about him, but I'm going to take him here anyway. <laughs> you know, Chris was looking for him at the 1-9, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> generational yeah, generational talent. I've got some great tight ends. On, on, on my roster as it is now. I've got Waller starting. I've got uh, Goddard um, on the bench. But we also have three flexes in this in this league as well as the league that I have with Tyler. And so, you know, I can flex out Kyle Pitts all day if it comes to that. Plus, and I love doing this in, in dynasty drafts, 
get your guys, but also get the guys that have the, the, the most value that you could see down the road for trades. If I don't want to hold on to him and I see a huge amount of trade value in him this year or next year, and I can get a ton more than he is worth, I'd love having that guy on my roster so I can trade him for something else. That's, that's perfectly fine with me. Sure. I think that's great value for him. I'd be willing to toss a, a late first for Kyle Pitts. I mean, as much as I think paying an early first is a mistake, the, the late first move is not bad. It's worth the gamble in a, in a shallow class like this. For sure. I would, I would have taken Pitts. You know, you, you uh, snakes me on that one. Uh, no <laughs> hey. Almost like we know each other or something. It's crazy. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of one of those like I'm gonna take a second year wide receiver that's proven himself more than uh, risk it on one of these rookies, um, but uh, I'm I'm gonna snake Griswold back just because I want to. I'm gonna take Justin Fields. Wow, I like so it. Nice. <laughs> early, but I know that's the quarterback Griswold wants. So this is kind of a revenge pick, but also like I, I think he should have been like the first or second quarterback. Off, I mean, he's an athlete. I, I, how many times do you uh, get an athlete like that? I mean, uh, I'm taking fields here. I was shocked Denver didn't take fields in the draft when he fell. I really As was. Were we. As were I, we. I was, I was not happy. Yeah, I was Honestly, shocked. like, I don't think – I don't understand why getting fields prohibited uh, getting Rodgers. I mean, yeah, it develop fields for a couple of minutes while we're winning with Rodgers. Agreed. And we have, you know – a quarterback for 20 years instead of like three. Agreed. For sure. For Agreed. sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe that they, they, they were well aware of trade negotiations with Green Bay though prior and they felt, you know, if Rodgers has five more years left, it's a little bit too early to draft a quarterback. I mean, drafting Jordan Love was obviously a huge mistake because his rookie contract was going to be up before Aaron Rodgers retires and he's going to be due a lot of money. So who knows? Who knows what kind of talking was going on during the draft? I'm sure every owner was calling every owner. So I'm sure yeah. it gets pretty hectic around that time. But, yeah, uh, I was very stoked when Denver did not pick a quarterback because I actually traded two third-round picks for Teddy Bridgewater in a super flex league the day before. So I'm hanging <laughs> on by a thread. I love it. I love it. <laughs> nice. All right. Man. So here we go. Uh, this is where I kind of feel that that second tier of wide receivers kind of kicks in. Uh, I would value Rashad Bateman a lot higher, but I think he got stuck with a pretty poor landing spot unless uh, the Ravens really figure out the offense, which I think they want Lamar to start throwing a little bit more so he doesn't get absolutely killed on, on rushing. Uh, you know, they gave him a few weapons. So I really do like Rashad Bateman here. Uh, I also do like Rondell Moore. I thought he came in and tested really well, uh, a lot better than a lot of these other receivers, to be honest, uh, in correlation to what we originally thought. Uh, I just don't like that he's kind of in a crowded wide receiver core. So I'm actually going to stick with my my personal rankings here. Uh, that's what you see on the board. And I'm going to draft Rashad Bateman at the 110 here. Yes, yeah, nice. It's nice. Not the best landing spot potentially, but uh, his talent could definitely supersede that, you know. Um, Hollywood Brown and, and DeVernay haven't lived up yet. So you're just kind of basically fighting with Mark Andrews at that point. And Bateman is slick, man. He's, he's, he's completely well-rounded. And Agreed. like you say, I, if they can increase that pie, that throwing pie up there with Lamar at all, he's going he's gonna to benefit, I think, most out of anybody there. Don't forget, isn't Sammy Watkins there? Sammy Watkins is deep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be a like Sammy Watkins truth. There. <laughs> There's a Sammy Watkins on every team, man. Come on. 
That's awesome. Yeah, there's got to be a truth there somewhere out there still after like seven years. So <laughs> like five games together this time. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Cool. All right, Tyler, you're up, man. Uh, I don't know if there's any more Alabama players worth taking if there even is. Maybe you could draft offensive linemen here. I know if you got drafted. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go short and sweet here. I, I need a lot of running back depth help. Uh, I'm going to go with maybe the guy that has the better opportunity versus maybe the better build. I'm going to go with Michael Carter here. Wow. Here we go. I like it. Hmm. This is a nice landing spot for sure. Yep. My only downside, wasn't he like a fourth round pick? I think he was pretty late in the draft, fourth or fifth. Yeah, so I'm not too sure. I trust that that draft capital. But then again, you know, it was a pretty shallow running back group. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough draft capital. But yeah, I mean, I think he showed that he can. He can do what's necessary. I mean, he and Javante were kind of that one, too. But uh, he has he has kind of a he has a special skill set. I could see him doing some things if 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 the pieces fell into place for sure. 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 So do we see the Jets having like an immediate upgrade at offense? Or do we kind of see him develop uh, in terms of taking quite some time to, to really start making moves? I feel like it's maybe two years just because Zach Wilson is so young, just because Elijah Moore is so young, just because Michael Carter wasn't, wasn't uh, you know, the, the, the RB1 in college. I, I feel like they, if they all gel together, yeah, they could be, they could be dynamic moving forward. But this year, it's sort of hard to see other than, you know, a, a game or two here or there, in my opinion. Sure. Well, I'm excited. The Jets have a bright future, assuming they don't Adam Gase all these players. So <laughs> I'm just glad Gase is gone, man. hundred percent. I, I want to see my boy Herndon do something finally. Come on. There you go. Yeah. They're talking about a sleeper pick. Hey, he could, Rock. he could blow up. You never know. Good. Good. So, all right, Grizz, uh, finish it off, man. Who are you picking yep. at the, right. the last pick of the first round? So the 112, I didn't think I would have to go quarterback really even at this point, but I'm going to. Chris did take Justin Fields, who I who I prize, but I also prize Trey Lance, and I'm going to take him here. A little bit more developmental, um, potentially a little bit little bit longer time to 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 get to the point where he's, you know, where he's doing things as far as throwing. But the running skills are ridiculous, man. Just watching that fool's tape, it's like you know, I don't know, it doesn't look like many of the quarterbacks I've ever seen. It's, it's kind of in that Lamar Jackson mold. Um, with a better, stronger, more accurate throwing arm, and, and the fact that that Shanahan and, uh, and and San Francisco took him where they did, and that they they put all that smoke out there about about Mac Jones just to get him, I thought was brilliant. Um, you know, it shows how much they they they, they could potentially trust the, the future of the franchise to him, and and I feel like all he really needed was a chance. So, you know, you get that kind of draft capital, capital, you get that faith behind you coupled with the ridiculous athletic talents um, where, you know, where he could end up uh, with his future. So I'll, I'll, I'll gladly, I'll gladly take him there. I, you know, that's kind of my, in this league, that's sort of my, my trend is, is, is younger kind of developmental quarterbacks. And I'll, I'll go with another one here and, and, and we'll see where it goes, but I, I love the talent. They gave up a boatload to get him though. My goodness. He has to yep. get if he doesn't hit, then Shanahan's probably uh, out of a head coaching job in like four years. Trubisky 2.0, baby. Could be. Could be. <laughs> so, cool. I like it. A lot of people are even suggesting they take Trey Lance over uh, Trevor Lawrence in Superflex. I don't like that take, but Whoa. really people are, are paying up based on the upside and it appears that Trey Lance has that upside. So, 
Uh, his ceiling is pretty high, and uh, you know, let's see what happens. Could be the next big QB. Yep. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. The, the first round, honestly, a little more of a, a shocking first round than I anticipated. That was a little more non-traditional than what I'm used to. I'm used to running back heavy first, second, and third round pick or oh, third pick overall. But clearly uh, one thing that I can appreciate is people were willing to grab their guy uh, with the pick they had. So uh, anybody else see any surprises or is this kind of how you feel the, the real drafts would go in your leagues? After we talked about it, I can't believe Pitts uh, went at what eight <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he would make it maybe to me at least at nine but I thought I'd be reaching for him you know I thought he could probably be a second round first pick also wow that would be a steal at that point I, that would have been nice so okay cool so I mean you know you have to look at it this way too I mean some leagues it's very difficult to cash out on tight ends it's difficult to buy tight ends uh it really is league dependent and I mean, you have to look at it. If you're drafting Kyle Pitts to step in at your tight end spot on a contending team, you're probably going to be disappointed. So I think it's a good value pick, uh, late first, early second especially. So I, 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 it's a good risk. It's a good risk. Uh, Tyler, what do you think, man? You pumped that you got your two Bama guys? Yeah, I would love that, obviously. Um, I think, again, this speaks to the depth of the lack of depth uh, maybe of this class that uh, I mean, three quarterbacks going in the first round of a a one QB seems crazy, but Mm -hmm. I also think they're the best players available at each of those slots. So I, I I truly totally understand that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't think I've ever been a part of a rookie draft where there was a quarterback taken in the first, maybe, maybe similar situation to uh, Kyler Murray being, being drafted at the end of the first round, but it's different when there's not as many top tier running backs and wide receivers like we saw in 2020, which I think we all need to know 2020 is going to be one of the best rookie drafts of the decade. Uh, I mean, that was truly unbelievable how well some of those players developed, but yeah, I think that's definitely non-traditional and I'm excited to see if, if your boy will land Trevor Lawrence in the real thing at the one time, baby, it's no surprise. It's out there official. So hopefully someone snipes him. Yep. Yep. Yep, you made that move up too. I think I think it's all for you in that league, man. Unless you know Crystal at the what is she at the one eight? Unless she does something with it, that's yours. I think it's yeah. yours. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm I'm rolling Justin Fields if if I don't get Lawrence. I don't care. I'll get my nice. best quarterback. So dope. Nice. All right, well, there you have it. Yeah, the first first round's officially over. Uh, Chris, you are now up with the two hundred one. Uh, with the 201, looking at my current build, and I, like I said, my, my wide receivers are aging out a little bit. Um, I'm looking between two dudes. I'm looking between Rondell Moore and Terrace Marshall. Um, I don't think either one of them will make it to my, my next pick. Um, so I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall. Um, I really like Rondell Moore. I feel like, uh, you know, size aside, the guy can play. Um, I'm not worried about, uh, oh, he's going to get injured. All of them can get injured, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall, the, the value from LSU. Mm-hmm. I like that. A lot of value thing. there. A lot of value there. Terrace uh, is nice. He could end up being a, a wide receiver one for sure. I mean, he's got a great skill set and he's got size. I mean, that's the thing with this wide receiver class. It's deep, but it's all like fast slot guys, you know, who can, who can punt return too. So he's one of the ones that kind of steps outside of that mold. So uh could be nice. I kind of nice. like his landing spot a little bit more than Rondell's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina, um, you know, I, I just feel like uh, Kyler Murray is going to do a lot of running and they've already got some established dudes, um, even though they're aging out a bit. 
but I feel like uh, he's going to be featured in uh, the Panthers offense. So are you fading Robbie Anderson this year? <laughs> um, I had Robbie Anderson on my bench in my redraft for a lot of games, and he's just a guy that um, I just never feel comfortable playing him. Um, mm-hmm. He can either hit big or do nothing, which is the case with a lot of receivers. Um, but I feel like he's a guy that's going to move around. Um, and I feel like Terrace, uh, he's going to establish himself. I think Terrace would have been a lot higher in NFL ranks and in dynasty ranks if he didn't have those health concerns. But a lot of times guys are very injury prone in college and they never get hurt in the NFL. So there's always a scare, but there's a chance that he doesn't really have any major injuries. So it's a good pick right there. Uh, That's the only reason why I had him a little bit lower in my personal rankings there. So cool. Uh, Yeah. At the the 202 here, uh, I'm looking at two guys. Uh, you know, I, I got my, my dream receiver in Jamar Chase. Uh, now I'm looking at Trey Sermon if I want to head back to, to the running back groupings. Uh, I really like the landing spot. The thing that concerns me is clearly the 49ers don't really care who's in their backfield because they can plug and play anybody they want. And it seems like they'll give the ball to this running back 20 times a game, and then they'll give the ball to that running back 20 times a game. So it's a little inconsistent at times. Usually somebody steps up because there's an injury. So uh, I'm not going to take Trey Sermon here. Uh, I'm actually going to go for Rondell Moore. I I personally think that that is a great value pick right there, assuming he can kind of jump ahead Christian Kirk and uh, maybe learn a few things from DeAndre. So, Hmm. Yeah, I love Rondell, man. I was was hoping he would follow me at the 2-4. That's nice value for sure. I mean, it's kind of thing where he's in a, I think he's in a good system with Arizona. Yeah, they have a lot of wide receivers, but I don't think you necessarily need to think of him just as a wide receiver. He's so specialized and that's how he's going to succeed the most anyways, is, is, you know, gadget plays and plays that are drawn up specifically for him to get the ball in his hands, whether it's a wide receiver screen, whether it's a, you know, a jet sweep, whatever it is, but that dude is a fucking tank, man. I mean, God almighty, that's mighty mouse out there. Squats 600 pounds. Yeah. Dude, Cheetah 2.0. Yeah, it's just, it's watching his tape is like, whew. Yeah, I, that's great, man. That's great value too in, in, in the early second. I, like I said, I was hoping he would fall another couple spots. So good pick there. Thank you. Thank you. I know Tyler is probably looking at a receiver because he just hates running backs. That's right. <laughs> um, actually, with my build, I'd be happy to tr- uh, take Trey Sermon here. Um, I've got my RB1 in Aaron Jones, you know, but he's older. I can afford to sit on Sermon for a year. Um, mm-hmm. Still got uh, Joe Mixon. I think uh, James Connor's a decent rental for the year, but looking long term, I would hope that uh, either Carter or Sermon hits because Aaron Jones probably going to slow down uh, sooner rather than later, despite being a stud. Mm -hmm. wow this is unreal tyler drafting two running backs holy smokes (laughs) don't know if you've ever done that in the past before have you i drafted uh four in the first what was that seven picks when i had them uh, a few years back yeah remind us us at the time in that in that draft that year i was like holy shit tyler's about to be a baller forever but uh, they they all have so much remind us who they were uh it was guys obviously at the two (laughs) dang yeah, he was uh, he was my guy. I literally uh, had wanted that pick for two years. So obviously what happened with Geis was disappointing from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Nick, uh, at the three, Nick Chubb obviously hit. 
uh, at the four, Sonny Michelle. Uh, he was pretty good yeah. his rookie year, had a decent second year, but not good. And then uh, what looked like a great uh, – where I got him, Kieran Johnson, uh, looked great his rookie year as well. But, yeah, you're one yeah. of four there. It really shows that uh, hitting on rookies is is not a way to bank on building a team necessarily. No, that's right. That's right. It always looked good after you come out of the – after you come out of the, the rookie draft. But... Oh, I looked unreal that year. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that draft class was actually supposed to be really good running back wise. You even yeah. had Rashad Penny in there, uh, Royce Freeman, I'm pretty sure. Ronald obviously, Jones. Ronald Jones, obviously Saquon, which I assume we 101. Uh, but yeah, my goodness, for what was supposed to be like a, a first round full of just stud running backs, it didn't really pan out as well as what it should have. So yeah, it goes to show not. nothing's guaranteed, even with an early first. Hmm. All right, so at the 2-4 here, let's see here. I got Najee, Kyle Pitts, Trey Lance. I haven't gotten wide receiver yet in this wide receiver heavy class. I love this dude. I'm going to take him. He played behind A.J. Brown and uh, D.K. Metcalf. In college, I'm going to take Elijah Moore. A uh, little bit undersized, potentially. Um, but, again, extremely well-rounded, and the dude is just always open, man. He's just always open, and I feel like he's going to put in a, a kind of work ethic that will – translate to success at the NFL level. Um, anyway, um, there's, there's a bunch of guys that came out with some kind of just like, we love you video. You know, it was like Odell and AJ Brown and DK Metcalf just talking to specifically to Elijah Moore about how good he is and about how he just needs to work and buckle down and, 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 and keep his head on straight and he's going to be successful. So um, happy with that, happy with the talent. Um, he's not just a one trick pony. Needs to maybe increase the weight a little bit, but he's also a speedster. So, you know, what works for him should work in the NFL. And and and, and I like that there midway through the second round. I think it's cool that he has a shot to be that wide receiver one on essentially a new startup franchise with that right. offense. So right. I, I, I think he has a great shot. Uh, you know, I'm starting to feel, though, it's either that offense is going to hit or they're going to miss. Either they, they develop well or they don't. Uh, I've got faith in it, though. I've got faith. So yeah, agreed. It's, agreed. It's nice to see them kind of have a clean slate and, and respond, you know, respond in kind. Well, I think sure. that's a nice pick there. I think he's going to learn from a pretty solid vet who took a jump. I think uh, Elijah Moore is going to be a nice uh, WR three kind of flex guy this year with tons of upside. But um, I personally think Corey Davis is going to surprise a little bit this year, getting a chance mm -hmm. to be the guy, you know, that'd be great for him. Yeah. He's, he's got the chance. Chris, my man, pick five in the second round. All right, I don't know how Tyler's going to feel about this, but I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> great depth chart. Great. He's got great opportunity there. Great route. Thank route. him. I'm, I'm, I'm patient. Um, he's coming into a situation with, uh, I think, Quintez Cephas is the other young guy there. Mm -hmm. But like Rashad Perryman, what is he, like 27, 28? And Tyrell Williams got to be almost 30 you'll be 30 by next year right so mm -hmm. again chance to shine if he shines then uh i could trade him if he doesn't then uh i'll be patient i got i got enough uh room on my bench and i'm struggling to keep it together that is a brutal depth chart in detroit <laughs> oh, i forgot about ty williams man good lord <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I did a rookie draft this past weekend for one of my leagues, and I, I got St. Brown uh, at the 210, which I was absolutely thrilled. Great value. Mm -hmm. He's got yep. really solid hands, good route runner. 
Mm -hmm. Nice pick. And uh, yeah, really can step in day one and make an impact. So really cool. No doubt. Maybe, right. maybe the best location will help Jared Goff too. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a steel pick, man. I got a lot of faith in him. Uh, all right. So I didn't realize I had Kenneth Gainwell uh, in my rankings twice. You know, I just put all this together last minute. So I didn't realize that there was another Alabama receiver in this draft class, Calvin Ridley. So I'll probably have to snipe him at the 106, making sure Tyler – or the 206, making sure Tyler doesn't snag him. So, Tyler, unless you want to trade me your entire roster for Calvin Ridley, I'm going to have to take him right here. Calvin Ridley? What's you thinking? You want to make a trade? I don't think Calvin Ridley's available, Brendan. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. You already got him. I forgot. I would be hitting you up for the trade, and it would take my entire roster, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? It definitely would. All right, yep. here we go. Uh, actually, sticking based on my rankings, uh, similar reason why you picked uh, St. Brown, I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney. Uh, I'm actually going to trust the New York Giants on this, and I really never trust the New York Giants organization. Uh, the fact that they reached for him in the draft at pick 20 overall, I think is what it was. Uh, yeah, their trade back with the Bears. They obviously see something in him. I thought that was a reach, but at this point in time, I feel like that he is the best receiver on the board. So I'm actually going to roll with him here. Um, just a, a quick second pick for me, if I was going to, uh, or who it was between. I really like Amari Rodgers, but with the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers, that's why I'm passing on him here, just to kind of break it down. All right, Tyler, you're up, man. Yeah, Brendan, I was looking at the same thing. Uh, due to Rodgers' uncertainty, I'm actually going to pass on Rodgers as well. Uh, I was super high on Tylen Wallace coming in. Don't like his landing spot, but love the skill set, so I'll take Wallace here. That's brutal, man. That's so brutal. I like Tylen Wallace a lot too, but how can you get two good receivers in such terrible landing spots? Yeah, that's rough. I agree. I love Talon Wallace. Before the draft, he was, yeah, somebody I was scouting for like early second round. Man, I love watching Talon Wallace play, but that's a, that's a rough landing spot. Yeah, that's brutal. I don't know why so many teams faded him. Word must have gotten out about something. I, yeah. I don't know. He wouldn't have normally far, so, or normally uh, late. Cool. All right. Uh, you're up, Andy. What you got right yep. here for us at the 108 or 208? My goodness. I'm gonna go ahead with some uh, some with some more uh, nice value here, at least potentially, and you know, in, in in quarterback need with this team as I am, I'm gonna go ahead and take Zach Wilson here. Nice. This is the right. time to rack up quarterbacks, man. They'll never be any cheaper if they hit. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, I yeah, that's a baby face kid right there, boy. Watching him at the draft, it was like, how old is this dude, man? Is he even like <laughs> legally allowed to stand up there by himself? Then his mom's up there like straightening his ties, like, oh shit. Takes me back about 100 years, but uh, obviously ridiculous arm talent, can make all the throws, decently mobile. Um, you know, the whole like Patrick Mahomes comp shit that you hear out there a lot of the time now is ridiculous and just let's stop with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I like that, again, that it's, you know, it's a clean slate up there and hopefully they're moving on from the whole Gase thing. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're going to build around him a little bit and they already have uh, with other picks in this in this draft. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident with that, that he'll be at least – at least decent to, to, to good for a couple of years. And, and I like that value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's probably very morally correct, you know, since he went to BYU. So it's probably a real right. good guy. <laughs> right. No totally. off-field issues guaranteed. <laughs> of course not. 
they don't allow those so kind of things. He looks so clean cut in his pictures, man. I just can't trust that. <laughs> There's something down, deep down going on with that, man. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Cool. All right, Chris, what do you got for us at the 209? Oh, man. Um, I have to make a depth move. I'm thinking about my my roster. If I was picking based on my roster, um, I have both Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon, and both of them have gone down at inopportune times, to say the least. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kenny Gainwell. I just had to quick check to make sure he hasn't been picked. Has he been taken? No, you, you sniped him. That's who right. I was about to pick right there. Kenny Gainwell. Um, I mean, I love Miles Sanders, but I think – uh, the NFL is more and more into the two-headed attack. Uh, I think he's going to be a nice little compliment, um, and I think he'll have a role early on. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, that's a great pick. And with Miles Sanders, I mean, look at Boston Scott. He saw some pretty good work in Boston Scott. Yeah, I'm I mean, hoping the Boston he, moves on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, he was – I'm pretty sure he was drafted by maybe the Saints, and then he got cut made it to the practice squad, then got picked up a few times. It just goes to show you that if a running back gets the shot, they'll play for a few weeks. And if Sanders goes down, they're going to need somebody they can trust back there. So that is a fantastic pick. I think he's talented enough to carve out a couple uh, uh, passing downs, which is unfortunate for me to say is I'm a big Miles Sanders fan as well. Uh, But very capable pass catching back. I was reading actually, I'm pretty sure Miles Sanders had like a 52% catch rate, which is really bad. Uh, for a running back, surprisingly, for Miles Sanders. So I think he could have immediate work right off the bat. So good pick, man. Good pick. Nice. Uh, Coming in at the 110, yeah, I was going to take Kenny Gainwell there. Uh, Obviously, you see my rankings here. Uh, I'm actually going to go against it and uh, try to protect myself, get some insurance for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm actually going to grab Chubba Hubbard here just in case. Need to make sure that we lock up a cuff. Uh, I really liked him. I actually think him going back to school uh, hurt his value and uh, in, in his draft stock. But then again, if he would have, uh, if he would have designated for the 2020 draft, I mean, where would he have gone? I mean, there was five, six great running backs. So uh, I'm happy to take him here in the late second. This is insurance. Yep. Tyler, you're up. Yeah, that's uh, exactly where I was going to go, Brennan, just because, you know, CMC's, you know, he gets 5,000 touches a year. You know, he's going to slow down sooner rather than later, in my opinion. Uh, there's some interesting running backs out here based on landing spot, you know, maybe not the best backs. Uh, there's a couple guys I'm looking at here. Um, I love Jamar Jefferson, but I don't know if he translates. He's, he's too slow. So I'm actually going to gamble on straight landing spot and go JV on Hawkins here. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I like that pick. Does anyone have the spelling? Is that correct? Uh, that should be right, yeah. J-A-V-I-A-N. Perfect. Yep. yep. Cool. Hey, man, decent pick. I mean, you're getting your guy at this point. Uh, since the class isn't that deep, I mean, at this point, it's – Pick based on who you think has a shot, obviously. Cool. I like it. He's got like Mike Davis in front of him, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it can't really be Mike Davis again. It is. Bro, Mike Davis actually produced pretty well for Carolina, man. I bet you they roll with him or they bring in Le'Veon Bell. He's he's almost. God, it'd be better if they brought in Bell. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the terrible depth chart in Detroit for wideouts. Good Lord. That'd be an awful depth chart for running backs. It already is an awful depth chart. I mean, dude, you got to look at it this way. Uh, Mike Davis was like a top 10 running back. While yeah, he played well. Was out. He played well. Could be a uh, system thing, you know? Yeah, could be. <laughs> Mike Davis, RB1. Put some respect on it. Yeah. <laughs> As are being very kind. Yeah, it could be, could be a system thing. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I don't really need tight ends in this league and I already took Kyle Pitts, but man, I don't know. I'm just going to go value wise. I'm going to take Fryermuth here value wise and it's somebody I can move on. Um, baby Gronk. You could also put baby Gronk in there if you wanted to. <laughs> um, has all the skills. There you go, baby. Baby. <laughs> Baby algorithm. Uh, he's got all the skills. He's a great blocker. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's the kind of player that the, the Steelers would cover, covet, excuse me, and, and that's kind of why they took him, I feel like. Plays opposite mm -hmm. Ebron. Um, with Roethlisberger still there, I feel like, you know, it's developmental as all tight ends are, but, uh, you know, a couple of years, and, and, and we'll see where we're at with that. I feel like if Kyle Pitts wasn't around this year, Farmuth would, uh, would get a lot more hype, and he'd be a lot higher on people's draft boards, so. I'll, I'll, I'll happily take him into the round, round two there. Sure. See, see, based on that pick and knowing how Chris uh, constructs his roster, I'd be hitting him up via text right now and offering him probably the three, the three, three, and the three seven to move up to the three one, or the three three in a future second to move up to the three one. So uh -huh. totally. Hey, that's not a bad play, man. For sure. Consolidate and get the picks that will help you this year. See, right. I got a, I got a guy in mind that I rolled the dice on by picking Hawkins, and I'd be pissed if I lost him at this point. So, uh -oh. <laughs> for sure. Well, I just snaked Chris twice. I took Kyle Pitts in the first round, and I just took Fryermuth right before he was going to take him in the third. So that's nope. like, here's a nice share of brain. So sometimes that's good for him, and sometimes it's really fucking bad. And that was one of those times. That's why I worry. I know this pick that's coming. You know. I, I wasn't going to take Firemuth there, but I, again, I thought he would go way later. Um, Chris is definitely your gamesman, man. He, he knows uh, he, he knows my mind, but I was hoping maybe uh, maybe round three I pick five Firemuth, but um, I'm actually I, I still am stuck on wide receivers, um, but I, I don't love any that are still available. Um, I think Eskridge is interesting because I love Seattle and Russ Wilson. And I feel like even though he's a little older, uh, he could probably make a little splash. I don't know. It might have some value, but I'm going to actually go. Let me make sure that he's not been picked. I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell. Elijah the, Mitchell has not been picked. The uh, other San Francisco running back. And I know, He's not a traditional dude, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like some, sometimes when you're listening to the people talk about fantasy and they're like, oh, they have a plan for this guy. <laughs> I think that's just bullshit. But um, <laughs> with the way they uh, like cycle through running backs, I feel like he's got a skill set that's kind of explosive. And like, I feel like he'll find a way in to make a difference on that offense. Okay. Um, so I, I feel I feel pretty comfortable. I took another running back, Elijah Mitchell. Sure. You're right. Hey, I mean, talking about system backs, I mean, San Francisco is 
a team that could put anybody. I could probably go out there and try out and be their running back for a game. <laughs> Let's not get crazy, Brennan. It's not a ringing endorsement. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'll, I'll take a hit, man. I'll take a hit for like a $200,000 vet minimum per game, whatever they'd be paid. I don't mind. I'll, I'll, I'll fumble the ball in the backfield. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like Mostert, you know, I feel like they could get rid of him and get something. He's not something yeah. that I'd build a franchise around. Um, they got rid of Jarek McKinnon, and I feel like Elijah Mitchell um, is fast like him, and they like that. Um, Hasty is still there, but Hasty, I don't think was even drafted. I don't know. He's he was drafted. like he was like somebody I took late last year in rookie draft, like just like you know to see you know lottery ticket. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like he's not like firmly in place. So uh, this is another lottery ticket, but I feel like it could pan out. Yeah. Sure. Good though. Where we are, early third. I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. Number one, number two, Brendan. When you go try out for that role, man, just wear your Trubisky jersey, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got my Nick Chubb jersey ready. You got to envision yourself being the top tier dog out in the field. So it's either I'll wear that or I'll wear my new Justin Fields jersey that's inbound. So. <laughs> I ordered it the night of the draft. I had to. Jesus Christ. All right. Ooh, Justin Fields, baby. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. Now I do like Amari Rogers in the third round. I think that it's obviously a lot less risky of a pick. Uh, but I also like locking up another quarterback. I mean, Mac Jones, usually uh, a lot of these classes, you only have like two to three QBs and Mac Jones would have been one of those top QBs. So I think that's a fantastic value pick here, knowing that my, my QB group is Kirk Cousins. And then as of now, the Denver starting and backup quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to lock up Mac Jones here and just hope he develops well. And then I've got a couple solid options ready to rock. Yeah, that's nice, dude. That's nice. Can't argue with that pick at all. Tyler, what I, uh, are you doing? This fire relief once Chris was done. Uh, based on my team need, I'd gladly take a shot at Braven Jordan here. Braven, Braven, I'm not sure how to say his first name. Well, you got to get a or you can't draft him, dude. So He's, uh, <laughs> he's like the diet pits, you know? Kid was yeah. really good. He's the RC, the RC Cola. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Sweet. Totally, and he like – where Kyle Pitts had all the hype like thrust upon him, Brevin Jordan definitely like lost the hype, right? There was not a yeah. word said of that fool. Yeah. Which is unfortunate or fortunate for those of us drafting. I think he's 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 got a nice little little skill set. Nice, nice. It's not bad, especially with how expensive tight ends are in this league. So uh, you know, could hit at this point, you know, if you look at the top three, top four tight ends year in, year out, they're usually the 30th ranked or worse player in their dynasty class so uh, he could be that guy so it's a good value pick here mm -mm -mm. all you andy what are you gonna do hunter long thanks Ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. let's go over the third tight end or third quarterback now i'm gonna go ahead uh deami brown here let's go ahead deami brown um at this point in the draft i'm fine with that Love the skill set. Honestly, he's, you know, he's like a Will Fuller comp. Let's be honest about it. Hopefully he doesn't drop the ball as much as Will Fuller does. Hopefully he doesn't have the hamstring issues as well, you know, like Will Fuller does. And I think he could produce fun to watch his tape, fun to watch him do his thing. Um, if he figures it out the next level, I feel like he could, you know, he could be a, 
decently solid upper tier kind of wide receiver too. Uh, happy with that here at, at you know mid third round. Mm -hmm. It's good value at this point. Right, and going to Washington too. I mean, he's going to be the three behind you know McLaurin and Samuel. That's that's just fine for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, with uh, Fitzpatrick under the gun, I mean, he can be <laughs> seeing five hundred yards a game, which somebody's got to catch the five hundred. That's right. Yeah, the, the old 70-yard face mask throw to Deami Brown. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Nice. All right, Chris, you're up. Cycling back. What do we got, man? Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a tough spot here. Um, my heart says Hunter Long, but I don't love him. <laughs> uh, I, I might want to dig deeper in the, uh, in the tight end uh, lottery tickets here. Um, I am going to take Chris Evans. I know I'm, I'm running back heavy, but I've got Joe Mixon. And again, like Giovanni Bernard's not there anymore. Um, and I know they want to not just have Joe Mixon solo. So I'm going to take him Chris Evans. Sure. Tough your guy at this point. Did you draft Captain America, bro? I, I did. Say, great spot for Captain Whoa. America there. Whoa. Does it come with the shield? You <laughs> to bring the shield. <laughs> Does it come with the suit? <laughs> cool, man. I mean, I'd pay a third-round pick to lock up the handcuff with any of my running backs, to be honest sure. with you. So sure. it, it, it's definitely right on par with the value. So it's a good pick right there, man. And uh, Mixon's probably guaranteed to miss, like, two games, as much as we all hate to see. Oh, Brendan. So, calm down, Hey, man. I'm just talking about historical data, Tyler. I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> Is this the last year that you've put faith in him? If he does not produce, is it throw mixed into the curb or what? I mean, it's it's been two years, three years, so it's tough, man. I'm going to say for the fourth year, this is his offseason. He's going to be a beast. Um, he was hurt last year. I mean, the year before he was, what, RB eight or nine. Um, he's just like Robinson. Even if he's terrible this year, you hold him because you're not going to get anything for him. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, He's yours now. He's basically yours after this year if he doesn't produce. Well, yeah. we might trade him for Ayuk, so we'll, you know, we'll revisit that. Who's we? Uh, you and I. Oh. <laughs> yeah. About that. That'd be a pretty fair trade, actually, like as value stands right now, it in would. my opinion. I think that's a yeah. pretty fair deal. We almost did it last year, but kind of both held. through the bit. cracks. Yeah, we just both said uh, we'll hold. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think at this point, uh, I, I can't pass up on Amari Rodgers, even with the risk that Aaron Rodgers isn't there. To me, the value seems too good. If Rodgers is still the quarterback in Green Bay, it's going to pay pretty heavy to, to have the wide receiver two on that offense. So I definitely risk it right there for Amari Rodgers. I like it. Yep. Yep. That's great right there. I agree. Yeah, there's not a not a ton of excitement left already, which is kind of rare in uh, the mid third here. I guess I'd go Nico Collins here. Well, damn, man. I mean, Houston is uh, such a stellar franchise. I, I can see why. Right. <laughs> They're not gonna have a quarterback. <laughs> they got Tyrod as a backup. We all know hey, how to Loki, Taylor. I, baby. I scooped him up. I scooped him up in a few leagues. I had to. Yeah, smart. He he definitely likes to pump up the uh, wide receiver fantasy value there. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he likes to puncture lungs. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, just uh, make sure that uh, the Houston uh, staff doesn't hire that same doctor. Is probably smart. 
How bogus is that? Like he basically lost his job to a rookie because the medical trainer just let him down. That was some wild <laughs> shit, man. Now, if if any of y'all were like conspiracy theorists, I, I feel like we would have a much different and longer conversation here. But uh, you guys are all way too smart for that. So I about guess how they planned it to give uh, Herbert the role? Yeah, you know, we'll just let it go. You know, I don't know. Herbert has such it. A- I mean, yeah. it was the right move if you think about it. Herbert actually came in and played pretty dang well. So <laughs> for sure, it worked out. It worked out. Love it, dude. Love it. All right. Um, running back need for me. We'll, we'll, we'll take a flyer. I hate New England running backs, but LeGarrette Blunt 2.0. We'll go Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson here. How do you spell his name? <laughs> R. Stevenson. That's uh, actually who I was going to pick there, Grizz. So I, I totally was on the same page there. You know, yeah. I, I like Harris, but it's age old New England. If you play well, you don't play the next game. So, That's you right. know, yep. we'll he see. He said like Garrett Blunt 2.0. Have you guys seen his highlights where he just jumps over people? Freaking epic, man. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, dude. I, I would not want to be underneath that when he came down. That's a, That's a big man. That's a, that's a, that's a mountain. Nice. Cool. Chris, this is your final pick of this mock draft. Let's make it count. Most important pick right here. It's not a draft unless I take a tight end. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to take, I'm going to dig deep here and go with Yeboa. (laughs) Yeboa. Is it, is it, is it this? Um, Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, boy, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm really more confident with this. How do you spell his name? Uh, hold on a sec here. He's he's so deep on the list. It's uh, Y E B O A H. Kenny, you killed Kenny. <laughs> you killed Kenny. Uh, he's on the talent bereft New York Jets. So if ever there was a time <laughs> that someone could step up and have a role, um, I mean Herndon's ahead of him. Um, and then Herndon is a yearly disappointment. So I'm going with Yeboah. I've, I've heard the name. It's a cool football name. <laughs> That's just a cool name, period, man. Yeah, it's a pretty sick name, not going to lie. Cool, man. All right, well, what an epic last pick for you. Uh, my thoughts here is uh, do I go for supposedly the backup on the Lions um, or do I go for the backup for the Bears? Uh, I'm going to actually pick a Bears player here, Khalil Herbert. Uh, I don't like his draft capital. Obviously, it was like a fifth round, but you know what? He probably is going to come in as the immediate number two, assuming Damian Williams. Who do they have? Do they have Damian Williams? I think they do. Chicago, yeah, they do. I think they picked up Damian Williams. Um, assuming, you know, he's a year removed, so I, I, he's old too. I think Khalil Herbert has a shot to rise up on that depth chart and be pretty decent. Uh, it's, a, it's Jamal Williams, y'all. Jamal? No way. Yeah, from they got Jamal. They, got, they, no, they don't. They don't. They have Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, no. way. I think <laughs> it's Damian Williams on Detroit. Is that who we're talking about? Oh, oh, about oh gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Detroit, Detroit. I was thinking, like, wait a minute. How did I miss that they have Jamal Williams? That's actually kind of sick. He's not. What are we talking? I'm sorry. We're not talking about Detroit. Yeah, uh, we, were, we were. We were talking bad. about yeah, Detroit right. for a second. We were All talking right. about Detroit for a second. My bad. Uh, also, uh, you know, with Tariq Cohen, too, I mean, brutal with what just happened with his brother. I don't know if you guys heard, but he just passed away unexpectedly. And uh, that's that's tough to bounce back from and on top of an injury. I mean, no disrespect to Tariq Cohen, but I, I really don't see him 
uh, coming back and, and being that effective. It's either that or he's going to have the best season he's ever had. So, uh, but anyways, I like Khalil Herbert at this point. It's just a flyer running back for a team that I obviously like watching. So, nice. Tyler, you're up, my man. Uh, Chris hinted at him earlier. I mean, I really like Jamar Jefferson here, but again, I, he's slow. I don't think he translates. I, I'd go with Eskridge uh, here. There you go. I was hoping someone took him. Yeah, I think at this point it's a, a nice pick. And, I mean, Jefferson was my sleeper running back this year, like deep sleeper. But, you know, going to Detroit, uh, that's not a great landing spot. And, again, his, his numbers at his pro day were not good. Yeah. He was picking um, up some steam on uh, DLF, by the way, Jamar Jefferson. So, could be is a good he? sleeper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Grizz, all right, man. The uh, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant here for our for our little mock. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I can't I can't leave him off. He's he's too he's too small to forget. Let's put it that way. I'm gonna go a two-two Atwell here. <laughs> there you go. I think I he's worth the third round pick. Yeah. Great name. You know, I mean, I, I don't always trust what the Rams do, and I definitely don't trust what uh, Sean McVay does, but he has some sort of offensive genius, and uh, they, they tend to put it together. And that, that dude is dynamic, dude. He's electric, so we'll see if he can if he can make it. It's amazing. Sure. It's amazing their depth chart every year. They just keep adding another guy. You know, Grizz, you and I are both big Josh Reynolds fans. Like, he was wasted for so many years yes, there. He was. Uh, it's just he they was. add two two guys every draft. It's unbelievable. They do. Yeah, I wish I wish Reynolds had gone somewhere else from the start, and it would be a completely different conversation as far as his career is concerned. But yeah. so, I feel Good landing like spot in free agency, though. He, he's sliding into that Corey Davis role. So. Yep, for sure. Cool. Well, I got to say, this was really exciting. Uh, I think the second and third rounds were a little bit more traditional than obviously the first. Uh, I think that in a lot of drafts, we're actually going to see Trey Sermon rise up to the late first round, believe it or not. Uh, I think a lot of people are running back needy. Uh, I think that other than that, I mean, it seems pretty good. Uh, I, I really like some of these picks. I mean, you guys definitely went out and grabbed your guy. So, uh, I mean, Chris, you got your tight end, so. It's really all that matters in this draft. Hey, if that hits, I'm going to look like a genius. There you go. Cool. We'll talk about it three, four years from now, right? That's right. Just wait. Five. <laughs> can we preserve this and like do another rookie one next year until we can actually build a team from rooks? Let's do it. Uh, they also do rookie drafts. That would actually be a really sick idea. I actually really like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Sure. Cool. Sure. Does anybody want to say anything about the results real quick? I think trying to build a team from rookies, like Chris said, uh, this will be outside of that top half of the first round, man. This will be the this will be some deep bench guys here in a few years, or <laughs> <laughs> they're dropping, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, if if you guys want to do that, which I think it's a brilliant idea, we should figure out uh, a more set way for the the draft order. Unless you guys want to keep randomizing, I mean, we all have a twenty five percent shot of getting the first overall pick, so. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think that's real cool. I'm kind of upset I didn't get a running back, but you know what, man? It's all good. It's you could literally uh, – we could go back through at the end of the year and literally add up each team's draft fantasy points and do it in reverse order. If you had the worst draft, you're the number one pick, and, you know. I like that. real easy to do it mathematically, so. I like that That's awesome. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do cool. that. That's very fair. And, you know, Brendan, like – 
you said about not getting a running back, I would, I would, I'd trade you Najee for Jamar Chase right now, brother. Uh, I would do it in, in any other league that I'm in, except this one where I'm locked and loaded with a couple studs. Yeah. But I would literally do it in any other league, my man. I get you. I get you. And I need Najee in this league more than I need Jamar. So, you know, yeah. In, but yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's add them up and then let's do it again next year. That'd be, that'd be great. Cool. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, yeah, we'll save the document. And, uh, fellas, this was really fun. We really can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Uh, I, I think that there needs to be definitely more collaborations in the future. Uh, I think it's cool that, that you guys are all Broncos fans because you can all chill again on Sundays and watch them suck. But you're going to have a great moment coming up with Aaron Rodgers, so it's going to be something that you can share with your, your, your kids, pass it down, that you got two super Hall of Famer quarterbacks, which proves don't draft quarterbacks in the draft. Wait until they're pissed off at their franchise and snag them on the, the trade block. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the neck injury and Andrew Luck turned out to be an amazing thing for Denver sports, you know. They really yeah. did. I'm surprised they didn't offer him, uh, you know, a, a salary themselves. Try to, well, I guess if he ever returned, he'd be under contract with the Colts. For but, sure. Hey, cool. Awesome, fellas. Uh, anybody want to say anything before we sign off here tonight? Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for having us on as guests. We can't wait to host you as a guest on ABD. It'll always be drafting. We'll see how you're uh, strategies hold up when we're uh, picking from pop culture figures. Um, I, I vote for for horror figures since uh, I know that Tyler has a, a clear interest in uh, old school VHS horror movies. Um, <laughs> He'd wreck all of us, man. Yes, he will. <laughs> he will, dude. He absolutely will. Hey, you know, he, he might seem like he's got uh, he might seem like he's got it sewed up, but uh, in those kind of drafts, you never know where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh i think the horror draft would be fantastic you know i'd be i'd be looking at uh ronda from ronda's gym killer workout i'd be looking at her early um so <laughs> yeah fellas i think that's fantastic i like i said at the beginning the uh your guys format super fun uh, i listened to your first episode at work and it was just like i pretty much checked out from work and it's like this is fantastic <laughs> so <laughs> nice i listened to it the, that night too with my wife because like i said she's huge into hip-hop so i listened to your first episode twice in one day it was freaking awesome so good <laughs> stuff guys awesome appreciate it, appreciate it. Awesome. yeah we uh we uh we're grateful to be here guys it's uh you know something we were we were looking forward to to potentially doing you guys started this what a year ago ish and uh very proud of you for doing it um Love the uh, love the analysis. You guys have only grown with it. Tyler's always been great with it. Brendan, you're 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 obviously holding your own, man. And uh, I really appreciate watching you guys do what you do. So thanks a lot for having us on. Absolutely, yeah. We'll be sure to uh, link your guys' podcast so all of our listeners can go check it out, uh, fellas. Thank you so much. Go Bears. We'll talk soon. I'm excited for uh, some more rookie drafts coming up. Uh, thank you, everybody. Just remember, you're in this for life. <laughs> next time on abd we're doing sequels superflex fantasy squads of sequels trilogies franchises uh who would be on your fantasy squad hit us at anchor.fm slash always be drafting <laughs>